welcome to the Dynasty Pros Fantasy Show, where we talk all things fantasy football, from player news, rankings, projections, and even trade advice. Everything to help you win your fantasy football league. And now, your hosts, Bob and Rob. Hello, everyone, and welcome back to the show. I am your host, Bob Miller. And I'm Rob Sprout. And in today's episode, we're going to go over some of our top buys and our top sells. And and we've got 10 of each, but we're going to split it up into two shows. Uh, so today we're going to give you five of each um, that, you know, we're going to hopefully help you win that league, make some good deals uh, that's going to put you past your competitors this, this season here. So uh, without further ado, Rob... Um, what do you got? What, what do you want to start, brother? You want to start? Uh, you want to start with sales or buys? Man, I don't know. Uh, let's go ahead and start with sales. I think that's a little more important to get some people off your team right now. Um, now yeah, some guys uh, to cash uh, out yeah. on. Yeah, cash out was well. It's weird because uh, I'm gonna tell you to wait for a few of them. So maybe we should start with sales. Let's 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 let's. I mean buys. Let's do buys. You want to do buys? Yeah, okay. man. You got your stuff ready? My brother, I'm flipping my page. Here we go. Let's do it. Let's do it. All right. You want to go first? You want me to go? Sure, man. I'll have at it. All right. So uh, my first buy, and this is something you need to do now, so I'm happy we decided to go with buys. So as you're listening to this, you can just hit pause and then go get your guy. Um, and that guy's going to be Drew Locke. So hmm. go get Drew Locke before it's too late. Now, especially you're like in a super flex league. Now, there's people that are going to be high on him already uh, in the dynasty community, especially people who are super high on him. As soon as his season gets rolling, though, and he starts balling out, he's got a ton of weapons. Like, you, you got to go get him now. Well, do, you, um, do you think that it would be because um, he's got a lot, he's getting a lot of hype right now? He is. And, and so that, that, owner in a dynasty or keeper league that you're in uh may be very very hesitant to uh to you know come off of him right now so are you saying maybe push the push the needle a little bit and and see what you can do i think so yeah because at the end of the day like you're looking for in in a one quarterback league you need to find that guy that's a a we'll call it a top 12 quarterback just for your, your one qb leagues and then when you're doing like two qb or super flex you're really going to want somebody like Drew Locke there that you know you can plug and play. And now, especially because he's got all these weapons coming in, like, come on. Like, as soon as Drew Locke took the field, he only lost four, or he won four of his last five games for Denver. The only loss came to Kansas City. Yeah, they're so, good. Yeah. That, and, and that's what the weapons that he had. And, I mean, let's face it, it's like a great time to be a Broncos fan right now. They went and drafted a ton of great people. So, But he's got all these weapons around him now. So you got Cortland Sutton, Noah Fant, Jerry Judy, uh, K.J. Hamler, and Deshaun Hamilton from Penn State. You got those two guys, both fantastic route runners and speedy dudes. Melvin Gordon there now. Philip Lindsay. Uh, let's not forget Royce Freeman's still there. So at the end of the day, they have a ton of depth and they should be a, a ton of fun to watch. So I, I don't know about you, but if I have fantasy guys on my team, I like to watch them on the weekends too. Absolutely. And I, I want it to be fun to watch. Nobody watches football to be bored. 
Yeah. And if you want an exciting guy to go get, I think this is your guy. I think he's going to have a great year this year. Um, pretty good stat line. Uh, over his last, the, over the five games, he went 100 for 156, 1,020 yards, seven touchdowns, and three interceptions. That's like, here you go, rookie. Step in. It's your job now. And that's pretty good. So I think he's going to be a, 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 the guy to go get. Well, if you are in like a one quarterback league, then I think you're going to have a, a much easier time getting your hands on him. Um, sure. Especially if you're in a draft because he's going to go uh, way, way back, back in. That's one of those quarterbacks to wait on, you know, take a chance on and, and, and wait and pick him up. But if you're in some kind of a dynasty league, uh, regardless, even in a one quarterback league, you can, you can certainly probably get him at a good deal. Um, now, super flex, he's probably going to cost you a little bit. Yeah. Um, so, you know, you're all. And that's on, okay. Yeah. Go get him. Okay. Well, so I, I'm, I'm reaching out to people what, like as we speak trying to get him. So, Yeah, I, I wished he didn't have uh, as much hype on him. You know, he he's the favorite, you know, one of those uh, low-end quarterbacks to really bust out this year. So um, if, if there's a lot of folks out there listening to podcasts or listening to shows, um, they're hearing a lot about him. Um, the, the hype is fine now. Wait till he actually starts doing it. Yeah. Absolutely. Then he's going to be untouchable, and you're not going to be able to get him because <laughs> you're you're not going to want to trade like a bunch of pieces or high draft picks for him because you're going to be like, oh, I kind of need him for the next year. Right now, people might be like, oh, I kind of had a terrible draft. I wouldn't mind getting some picks to kind of rebound. You, you have a couple options that you can go out there and make a case for getting him now. But if you wait till the, the season starts and he's out there balling. You're not going to get him. It's kind of funny we say that because some of these buys and sells that we have, um, there's some of these. Yeah, some of these we're going to tell you, you know, to wait, you know, wait on this guy. And, uh, you know, and so we'll get there uh, here in a little bit. So, yeah, Drew Locke, that's definitely a good one. Um, He's got all the weapons around him to to really, really bust out this season. And um, he could pay off big time if you get him at a good deal. So, yeah, go out there and get him if you can. Yeah, man. All right. right, What you got? You want to hear what I've got here? Mm Mm-hmm. All right, man. I I might get a little bit of heat on this, but I'm going to tell you, one of my guys to go and buy right now, Todd Gurley. Go get him. There's so many people in a lot of leagues that I'm in, they want out. They want out of him. They're worried about his knee. They're, they're, they're flipping out about him. They don't want anything. They don't want to have to rely on him into their starting lineup. Brother, if that's the case, give him to me. I, I'll go get him, and if I can get him at a discount, I will. He he's been working in Atlanta with Matt Ryan so much on on uh, you know running routes. He's he's catching a lot of passes from him. Um, he's already said he's going to be very active in the passing game there, and and you know we really focus on PPR leagues, and that's just that's just gold. Right there, he's gonna and 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 Todd Gurley's always gonna get goal line opportunities. He was last year. L.A. T- took a conservative approach with him. He didn't he didn't have a thousand yards rushing, but he had fourteen total touchdowns last year. You know yeah, he was falling. Yeah, he was still an RB one, and 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 he had twelve rushing touchdowns. He had two uh, receiving touchdowns. Right, and people were mad though. They were still mad because he wasn't previous Todd Gurley. He's still an RB one. 
Yeah, it, it, he wasn't he wasn't balling out, you know, that top five numbers that people wanted, right. but that's because he wasn't getting all the touches, uh, you know, because uh, because L.A. was was being a little conservative with him. They were they didn't want him to get hurt. They knew what they have in him. Um, unfortunately, they had to cut him loose. But here's the thing: I think that that people aren't looking at is is he signed for what was it like a one year five million dollar deal with with Atlanta. He's not going to get another big contract. I think from no. here, I think from here on out, when it comes to Todd Gurley, it's going to be one-year deals, and I think he is going to put up very, very good numbers in Atlanta this year. And I think they're going to probably re-sign him again for another year, and maybe another one after that, or maybe they sign him to a two-year deal after this after this season. So you know, when it comes to a dynasty league, yeah, some folks look at ten years down the road or even five years down the road. I'm not really that guy. I don't like to look anywhere past about three years because in three years, man, the NFL can be completely different. And and you know, I I like to look at no more than about three or four years down the road. So. I'm I'm buying Todd Gurley because I think you can get him at a hell of a discount right now, and I think just man, he had 14 touchdowns last year. I can see at least that, if not more. He's going to be in a better offense, uh, and and behind a better offensive line uh, in Atlanta than he was in Los Angeles, and and they're going to give him the ball. They're not scared. Like, listen, we don't have a whole lot invested in him. The the heck with it. Let's run him until the wheels fall off. Right. And they have the it's weapons. A year. Yeah, and they've got the weapons around him, so I don't think he's going to see very many stacked boxes at all because I don't think he scares some people because you got Julio and Calvin and and uh, Hayden Hurst and things like that as well. So uh, there's some weapons there that I think they're going to have to pay a little bit more attention to, and I think Todd Gurley's going to reap the benefits of that. Yeah, I, I kind of agree with you, and I think, you know, right now, it's again, it's the time to buy because mm-hmm. as soon as he goes out there and, you know, week one, he goes out there and has scores two touchdowns scores and, two touchdowns as yeah. 160 all-purpose yards or more like you gotta you're gonna be paying up for him yeah too late whoever the win now team is like if that if that's you and you're like I really want to get him and it's just too late and you're gonna have to pay too much mm-hmm. the whole the whole point of this is we don't want to overpay uh, for anyone. And we want to try to get them at the best deal we can right now. And I think Todd Todd Gurley's value has never been lower than it is right now. And he's going – I don't know if he's going to be an RB1 next year, but he's damn sure going to at least be a, a, a top-end RB2. And I really think he could sneak right into the back end of the – you know, be maybe even a top-10 running back as far as the touches he gets and catching those passes. So I, I think you can get him at a heck of a discount right now. And I say take full advantage of that. Go out there and get him. Yeah, yeah, so. yeah. I'm, I'm taking notes. I'm gonna go out there and see what I can do. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I've been looking around. I've been sniffing around myself. So, mm-hmm. uh, so what you got, man? What you got? My next buy now, Matty Stafford. Mm. Everybody forgets about Matt Stafford. Yeah, he gets no respect. No respect at all. Like he was on pace for a career season. He got hurt. Uh, he's healthy, and everyone's just forgot about him. So right now on everyone's teams, he's either sitting on the bench or in the IR, right? So I say if you're making a trade with somebody, be like, hey, would you just throw in Matt Stafford with it? Mm-hmm. Right? And then people be like, yeah, I don't really know what's going on with him because there's not a whole lot of media about it. And and everyone's just forgot about him. 
So, yeah, you, you can tell folks like, yeah, you can tell somebody, yeah, come on, man, Matt Stafford ain't much, but I could probably use the depth. You know, don't let Matt Stafford, right. don't let him hold up this deal. Right, and if it's like, like, look, I'll tell you what, you throw Matt Stafford and I'll I'll toss you a, a third or a fourth round pick or something. And in and, and flex leagues, you may be tossing like a second round pick, mm-hmm. and that's okay. That's worth I'd it. I'd pay a second round pick for Matt Stafford Absolutely. in Superflex Dynasty League. Yeah. Easy day. That's sold. So, go get him. I say, Matt Stafford, everyone's forgot about him. Just go just go snag him where you can. A little add-on. Yeah, I, I completely agree with that. Um, anytime, especially if you're in your Superflex League, um, if you can get a, a quarterback. He was on pace for a record year last year, like you said, uh, until that happened, until his injury occurred. And, and so... I think you could get him at a sneaky good price right now and take full advantage of it. Yeah, I, I, I'm right there with you with that. Mm-hmm. Yep. What you got next? All right, man. I'm going to stay. I'm going to stay in Atlanta, and I'm going to mm. say Hayden Hurst. Hayden Hurst is a guy you have to go and get. Um, and, and it's just like what we were saying about maybe someone like Todd Gurley or, or even probably a lot of these buys that we're talking about. Uh, you got to get them now before it's too late and Hayden Hurst is getting some hype he's sneaking up uh as far as like the draft boards and things like that but he's still I, I, yeah, I saw that, that's like that's like the Austin Hooper effect mm-hmm. is what it is and like the target's got to go somewhere mm-hmm. so I, I'm following now are we also following the narrative that the Ravens are tight end mecca like well, they just they 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 yeah we have a ton of tight ends and we don't ever use them all, is that what's happening? Because the same thing happened with like Darren Waller, he went to the Raiders and balled out. He was in their practice squad. Yeah, but he had a Darren Waller had some drug issues, unfortunately, and yeah, but he was uh, still on the team. Yeah, he quit. I mean, the guy like packed up and quit. Um, they had no choice but to get rid of him. Listen, I was a big Darren Waller guy. I mean, he was a, a hell of a wide receiver uh, project coming out of college. You know, had some actually had these Calvin Johnson comparisons, uh, mm-hmm. which was a little, little, little far fetched. But you know, I kept a close eye on him, and I was excited when they moved him to tight end. I knew he couldn't block for anything, but he could be a real, real threat. <laughs> he could be right. a threat in the in, in the red zone. Um, but Man, he just he quit on the team. Unfortunately, he had a lot of off the field issues uh, when it came to drugs and everything. And Baltimore had given him so many chances that they just had to uh, they had to cut cut their ties with him. And 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 Hayden Hurst isn't really that that guy. Uh, it's nothing like that. The where they felt like they needed to move him, but they got a second round pick for a tight end, and they had Mark Andrews. You know, so. Take full advantage of that, you know, kind of like we're talking about, you know, cash out on some of these guys, you know, when we talk yeah. about our trades. They they moved him because, well, two things. They had Mark Andrews, and Hayden Hurst's contract's going to be coming up in a couple of seasons, and, you know, get, get as much as they can now before they have to sign him. Um, they, they were able to move him, but I don't think it's the Baltimore effect more than the Atlanta effect, you know, Austin Hooper. He had 97 targets last year. He had 70, you know, he had 75 catches for 787 yards and six touchdowns. He was. Is, is Hurst going to be that efficient though? Oh, absolutely. I mean, Austin Hooper had six TDs and he was the number six tight end in PPR leagues last year. I Hayden Hurst is a much more talented and athletic tight end player 
than Austin Hooper. And, and a lot of folks don't really, some folks don't know this, but Hayden lives, Hayden Hurst lives in Jacksonville and he's been driving to Atlanta frequently and working out with Matt Ryan. He's been going up there quite a bit, working out with Matty Ice, um, you know, developing a chemistry there, um, which is very, very, you know, some stuff you need to kind of pay attention to. And I think he's going to be a target in that offense. Um, like I said, I think he's better than Austin Hooper. Um, I've watched him play. He's faster, um, better blocker. Um, and, and I think he's, he, he's going to do at least those numbers, if not more the, I think the biggest thing when it comes to Hayden Hurst between him, the difference between him and Austin Hooper is Hayden Hurst is a lot better after the catch. Um, he picks up a lot of yards after the catch where, where Hooper was just kind of like that red zone target. I think that Hayden Hurst is going to line up as kind of like a slot receiver in a lot of plays. And I, I really see him, um, being a a at least, I mean Austin Hooper was the number six tight end last year. I see Hayden Hurst being at least that. Mm. Um, I see, and and he's going and grab grab your mittens is getting hot in here. Yeah, you should have put that on the bold takes. Yeah, well, you know, I, I'm not afraid to say it. Listen, I'm I'm calling him like I see him, and yeah, he's going in like the twelfth round in a lot of these drafts. I mean, he's going behind. See, that's a deal. Yeah, he's going behind people like Tyler Higby and Noah Fanton and TJ Hawkinson and, and even Austin Hooper's going ahead of him. Well, they're proven tight ends. Well, I don't, Hayden I, Hurst hasn't proven himself. Well, I'm going to tell you right now, I would rather have Hayden Hurst over any of those. Any of those tight ends, I would take Hayden over Hurst over. Over Noah Fant. I would. I would take him over. We need over to get in some fantasy leagues together so I can trade with you. Hey, there we go. Hey, listen, I'd, I'd do it all day. I, I think Hayden Hurst is is a better tight end than any of those guys. I, I really, really do. Um, he's going to be a, a target in that offense. He's going to be a little bit of a focus in that offense, just at least as Austin Hooper was, if not more, um, because they know what he can do. You know, after the catch. So I really see him finishing as a as a strong tight end one. Um, most definitely top 10, and he's going as, right now, I'm, I'm looking in most ADPs, he's going as the 14th tight end off the board. Okay. And I can yeah. see him being, you know, top top seven, top eight, um, and, you know, Austin Hooper was number six last year. I, I see him being at least that. So Yeah, and I think Hooper takes a hit anyway going to – Cleveland. Yeah, so. yeah, we talked about that in our last episode yeah. there. So, so I, I'm I'm telling you, folks, go out there and get Hayden Hurst. If you're in a dynasty league, a keeper league, whatever it is, and he's available, go trade for him because it's it's one of those situations where you can give up uh, a little bit for him now, uh, and a lot less for him now than you probably will when it comes week two, week three. So, I would take advantage of that. Go out there and get him if you're in a draft. Um, make sure you, you target him, you know, wait at tight end. Don't get caught up with some of these other guys, wait and grab him. I think it's going to pay off big time this year. All right. Yeah, man, this is going to turn into the, uh, buy tight ends episode. Yeah. You think so? Huh? I promise. <laughs> so, uh, what do you got? Uh, my next guy, I'm going to, I'm going to hold off on my, my tight end takes here and, I'm going to go with, go get you some DK Metcalf. Mm, gotta love him. So, I, I had to take a look back and see, like, what did the stats say? And I was like, okay. Like, uh, 58 
catches for 900 yards and seven touchdowns as a rookie. Uh, he's going to be a little expensive trying to get him now, but he's going to be real expensive when the season starts. Um, I think he's going to take even more uh, targets and receptions away from Tyler Lockett. So any of you Lockett truthers out there, I'm sorry. Um, Tyler Lockett's not a true wide receiver one. He's just forced into that role in Seattle. And uh, we'll talk about that in a little bit. But um, like I said, he's going to be a little expensive. But once you get him, you're going to be happy you have him. And I'd go out there and pay the right price for him. And, you know, really, really just enjoy the season with him. And in your dynasty leagues, <laughs> yeah, I promise you're going to be the the guy with the the golden ticket to the yeah. to the championship this year. You got DK Metcalf like helping lead the way. Well, that's gonna that's you know that's the toughest one I've heard so far because there's a lot of people that are hot and heavy over him right now, and and I don't know, I don't, there's not a league that I'm in where you wouldn't have to pay out the ass to get him. Yeah, you know, I, I just see. See, I wasn't high on him before. I've never been high on DK Metcalf. Like to me, he's just coming out of college as a one trick pony, right? He doesn't run routes. Well, he's been working on it. Mm-hmm. He, I don't know. He's down the sideline and Russell Wilson is just dying for wide receiver one. If they get that guy running better routes and a more established route tree, so he can just go do something else other than just run straight down the sideline and maybe bend to the left or right. Like, <laughs> I, th- I think you're going to see his numbers go up like crazy. So if you go out there and let's say you, you pay somebody, you know, maybe another wide receiver and a second. Or maybe toy around throwing a first out there and maybe another draft pick. You may be able to work something out with somebody who's just like trying to rebuild. Well, if you have like a mid first, um, I would rather have DK Metcalf over like a, uh, I don't know. I'd definitely take him over like Mims and T Higgins and guys sure. like that. And I probably would take him right now. I'd probably take him over Jerry Judy or, and, and CD lamb because he's going to get peppered with targets. He did last year. Um, and, and he was a man out there. Uh, he did a lot better than, than we expected. I remember him coming oh, out. Yeah. He came out of college and, and you know, my comp to him was like a Des Bryant. And, uh, I don't know. He still kind of looks like that to me. Um, but I, I think, yeah, he's only going to put up better numbers this year. And and you're going to have to probably pay a pretty penny to get him, um, but you may not regret doing that. So, Right. Uh, and I, I'm out there. I'm going to go try to acquire him, see what the prices are looking like. I think that – I don't know, man. I've never been high on Seattle receivers. He's the first one I've been high on. And I wasn't high on him last year at all. So I'm going to go see what I can do. Maybe I can get him for a reasonable price. I can come back on here and we can talk about it. Maybe I pay too much for him. We'll find out when the season starts and we get going. But I'm going to go try to get him. (laughs) Yeah, I've always had a thing for uh, Seattle uh, receivers. I've always had this little man crush on Russell Wilson. So, uh, you know, I was a a Doug Baldwin guy. I loved Tyler Lockett because he was certainly outperforming his ADP um, and the price that you had to pay for him. Um, I I never really could get on board with the uh, Josh Gordon stuff, but when DK ended up there and then watching him play last year, man, I was like, oh, 
I mean, that was just that was like a must have. Like everyone yeah, was trying I to get him. Not drafting him. Um, I had so many opportunities where I looked at him. I was like, nope, and I moved along. Mm, yeah, yeah. I he he's a uh, yeah he's something nice to be able to get your hands on. And if you can get him at a pretty good deal, then I certainly would recommend it. But I I wouldn't overpay for him because there's going to be someone in your league that's going to think the you know the they're gonna want the moon and the stars for him and I, I wouldn't go that route but if you can get a pretty good uh, uh, deal in your opinion then pull the trigger don't hesitate so yeah man I'm gonna stick with the wide receiver route here all righty and I'm gonna go with Jarvis Landry Mister mm. Consistent. Absolutely. I, I don't know in a PPR league if there's anyone out there that is just more consistent than Jarvis Landry, and he gets no respect. You know, this, no respect. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> Man, he, you know, he, he finished as a, the, the 14th wide receiver in PPR leagues last year, so barely outside uh, a wide receiver one, but a, a very, very high wide receiver two. And, I mean, he's – dude, you can put him down for 80-plus catches every year, and yet he's never drafted that way. Uh, he is a guy – he is a major – one of my top focuses as far as making trades because someone like a DK Metcalf or, or you know, some of these other wide receivers or something that are getting this hype, uh, a Debo Samuel and things like that are getting all this hype – I can't overpay for these guys, but I can get I everywhere I am. I can get Jarvis Landry for a hell of a deal. In fact, in a dynasty league I'm in, someone let him go. You mm. know, they cut him loose um, because of his injury. So what I've been doing in, in a lot of leagues, man, I've been playing off of that injury. Oh man, he's had that hip issue. He's not going to be right this year. Uh, blah 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 blah. Whatever I can do. I'm taking full advantage of that. I'm get if you are in a PPR league, this guy is your wide receiver too. And and it, here's another thing: doesn't it feel like that Jarvis Landry's been in the league for like ten years, twelve years? I know, man, but I feel like he started out like he came out his junior year, right? Yeah, yeah. And he had a really young breakout age. Like he's just he's he's only twenty seven years old. He's twenty seven. He's twenty seven. Yeah. Um, so he's still got a lot of life, um, and and there could be, uh, you know, speculation, a little bit of drama between Odell Beckham and the Browns. You know, there's a possibility that maybe uh, Odell's not going to be there this time next year. Not saying that's going to happen, but gosh, imagine if that was the case. Uh, Jarvis is just going to get that much more attention. But I don't think that has anything to do with it because he's getting that attention even with Odell in the lineup. So I, I'm he is a top, top buy for me right now. Go, go. If someone owns him in your dynasty league or keeper league, man, go take advantage of that. Play off of that injury. Make it sound like, you know, it's a little bit of a risk, but you're willing to take it um, because he's still got several years ahead of him. And he is good for 80 plus catches every single season. Season, he's going to put up wide receiver two numbers, and you're getting him at like a wide receiver four price right now, like a like a low end flex price. So go out there, take full advantage of that. Go out there and grab him because that's certainly one of the biggest payoffs I've seen so far. Yeah, dude, I'm a hundred percent with you, man. Because I I'm not an Odell Beckham guy at all. I think he's a big freaking baby. I can't stand him. I can't stand the way he acts. He throws little baby fits all the time. And I think he's going to be upset because he's not the most targeted guy on the team. 
people live in the past and, when it comes to Odell Beckham. Oh um, yeah, you know they're hey, he still had a good year. He still had a good year. Yeah, it was okay. Right? But, and I think there's some, there's some ball forcing happening and stuff like that. We'll see how their offense looks this year. And we say that all the time about Cleveland. It seems for the last two or three years. Oh, we'll see what they got. They got some weapons and. Who knows? And then we we're all disappointed as usual, um, but I I think that I, and I said it before. I think I don't think Odell Beckham finishes this season as a Cleveland Brown. Yeah, I remember you were saying that in our bold takes in mm-hmm. our our last episode. So. Yeah, so, yeah, I'm on board, man. Go get you some Jarvis Landry. Yeah, hell, I, I think he's a hell of a deal. He's he's just he's so darn consistent. You can t- you can take his points to the bank, and and go out there and get him because you. I don't care what league you're in, unless somebody's just a diehard Cleveland Brown fan that owns him. Um, I think anywhere else you can get him at a discount, especially right now. Yeah, yeah, for sure. Yep, we got man. Ooh, all right, we're gonna go back to tight end land. Um. Ian Thomas. Hmm, okay. So, Carolina has got Teddy Bridgewater at the helm, and he's going to dink and dunk and need a security blanket. Ian Thomas is the guy. Now, I understand the coaching regime is gone there that was heavy tight end usage, and that's a whole other podcast talk about for uh, the Washington Redskins, I suppose. But I feel like you know, uh, Ian Thomas is going to be the guy. He's probably going to get a ton of targets there. I'm going to say probably 90-plus targets as a tight end there in Carolina. Greg Olson's gone. He's up there going to catch passes from Russell Wilson. And uh not sure what you're going to have to pay for Ian Thomas, but I'd pay it first, like especially in tight end premium leagues. I, most of my leagues that I'm in now are all tight end premium, at least 1.5 PPR. So you would give a you'd give a first round rookie pick for Ian Thomas right now. 100 percent sold. Well, I'm doing I, it. Well, just like you said a little while ago, man, I'm in on that. If I had Ian Thomas, I would take that. Now I'm not discrediting him, uh, discrediting him at all, but. You know, ninety plus uh, targets is a hell of a lot of a, a lot of targets. I mean, you're talking, you know, sixty sixty or so catches. Right. Uh, e- easy day. E- yeah. Easily. Now, in a tight end premium league, then yeah, you could justify a first round pick. Um, but man, but like Ian Thomas, you can get him for next to nothing. So right. I don't I don't think anywhere in the world you would have to give someone a first round pick for him. You could probably give up a third. So you know? so let's take a look at. For instance, when Greg Olson's injured, right? Uh, the game came out. They were at Atlanta last year. Ian Thomas had 10 targets. Then three targets, three targets, five targets. And they weren't really like out there trying to really contend because they weren't going to make the playoffs. So there wasn't a whole lot of push for that sort of play. When he was, when he took over for Greg Olson in 2018, the last, let's see here, weeks 13 through 17, five targets, 11 targets, four, five, and seven. That's a lot of targets. That's a lot. Like, he's going to go out there and just get peppered, especially now with Teddy Bridgewater, who is not known to throw like a crazy deep ball. So you're going to see a lot of intermediate routes getting a lot of attention. Ian Thomas has proven that he can take the load when Greg Olson isn't in there. 
So I honestly feel like he was probably better than Greg Olson. And that's saying something. But Greg Olson had the, I'm the veteran on the team, position locked down. Yeah. Well, man, that, so. that man, that's a ballsy, ballsy move right there. So that, that should have been on the uh, bold, uh, bold prediction I know, episode. Man, I thought about it afterward, but you know what? Like, go buy him now while he's cheap. It, he goes out there, and I'm telling you, week one, he goes out there and he gets eight targets, and he's got seven catches for 90-something yards and a touchdown or two. It's too late. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And he's like, oh, oh, okay. I guess Ian Thomas really is the guy. And it's not a secret, especially to people that are in tight end premium leagues. But you know, here here's another sneaky tight end. I will say it's not in any of my buy nows or anything, but it is a buy now. Johnu Johnu Smith, right. like like what yeah. I was what I was saying earlier with Hayden Hurst, where he was taking these trips from Jacksonville up to Atlanta uh, to work uh, with Matt Ryan. Johnu Smith's been doing the same thing with Tannehill. And they've been getting. I've I've got a lot of uh, a lot of friends over in Nashville um, that f- huge Titan fans, and uh, they they kind of keep me posted on a lot of that. And and Johnny Smith and, and Tannehill have been getting together quite a bit, working working together. So you know, uh, keep that in mind. That's a sneaky little bonus right there for you folks. Another little nugget for you. Uh, Johnny Smith will be a nice nice uh, tight end. It could pay off big time for you this year. Yeah, for sure. That's a name people forget. Yeah, and you can get him at a, you know, just just like what you're saying with Ian Thomas, you can get him for next to nothing, and I think that's going to be a, a big-time breakout this year as well. So, Oh, yeah. All right, so you want to hear my next buy? Yeah, man. Brother, it is – I'm going to start sounding like a broken record here because my next guy <laughs> is Hollywood Brown. Oh. Hollywood you Brown. Is Hollywood Brown, man. Hey, listen. Like, like you were, Yep, exactly. What you were saying with DK – uh, Metcalf and all this stuff with him, man. I mean, Hollywood Brown. Listen, he's getting hype, and it's building every flipping day. But right now is the cheapest you can get him, and so if you have to pay a little bit extra to get him, but not overpay, not overpay too much. I'm telling you, he's going to he's going to be a wide receiver one this year. Um, the guy, he's Tyreek Hill. I'm telling you, he is Tyreek Hill, and that you can get. Uh, a million rounds later um he's healthy he's working out like crazy he and Lamar Jackson have been spending a ton of time together uh working on routes and and, and working on timing and everything and and here's the thing that really stands out to me you, you know what what's one of those things about Tyreek Hill um that really really works in in the these big plays is that is that Patty Mahomes can extend plays Oh and, yeah, 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 for sure. And 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 Lamar is no. I mean, obviously we know what Lamar is capable of, but there's probably not anyone out there beside you know more than Lamar uh, Jackson that can extend plays. And man, that is going to be wonderful for someone like Hollywood because you can't contain this guy very long. He's going to break free. And and watching him last year, a lot of these touches, he had seven touchdowns last year. Well, he only had 46 catches, you know, 584 yards, but he had, yeah, but he was still hurt. Like he was still playing. Brother couldn't, dude couldn't walk, but you know, yeah. he was playing through it. Now, 
but he was able to, you know, when when Lamar's extending these plays, um, you cannot contain uh, Marquise Brown. And I'm telling you, this year is his coming out. This year he is going to blow up. You know, you and I have talked about him multiple times. Um, I've got mm-hmm. him at least, uh, you know, I was trying to be conservative with right around 77 catches for a little over 1,000 yards and nine touchdowns. Hell, he had seven touchdowns last year. He's going to have nine touchdowns this year, let's just say. It's 242 fantasy points in a PPR league which would have made him top seven last year in a, in a fantasy uh in a fantasy league and and that's being in my opinion and your opinion as well that's being a little conservative because you've said multiple times you could see him catching maybe over 80 passes um and if he's kind of oh, ca- yeah, and yeah, you said yeah. just like you said if he catches over 80 passes he's gonna have a hell of a lot more than a thousand and say 89 yards he'll probably have 1200 1300 yards easily um, he just stretches the field it's it's I'm not happy that my Steelers got to play against them twice mm-hmm. a year, but listen, if he gets those numbers, he's a top five wide receiver. He's top five, and yeah. right now people are able to get him in the seventh round, eighth round, uh, in their drafts. And and if you're in any kind of a dynasty league, I'm telling you, um, even if you have to pay a little bit more than you're comfortable with, do it. If you have to throw in a, a, a an extra pick or a, a player you're kind of eh, wishy-washy about, I'm telling you, give that extra little bit to get this guy because he is about to blow up, and he is going to be a legitimate wide receiver one. He is the, he is the next Tyreek Hill, and I, I can't say any more about him. You know, I'll be, I'll be uh, preaching this um, and, and reaping the benefits when it's, when it's week one, week two, week three. So, well, I hope you are. Yeah, yeah. I don't think I own him in any league. I, uh, I'm getting my hand. This is a guy just like a Jarvis Landry or something. This is a guy that I'm, you know, you can wait on these guys. If you're, if you're putting your team together, uh, and you maybe, you know, you go running back, running back, running back in the first three rounds, um, you can wait on someone like a Jarvis Landry. You can get someone like a Hollywood Brown. Um, you can wait for like a Hayden Hurst. Go get, you know, uh, there's so many guys that, you know, go rack up those studs and then get these diamonds in the rough, you know, uh, several rounds later. And I'm telling you, uh, Hollywood Brown is that guy, one of those guys this year that everyone's going to be kicking themselves because they're like, damn it, man. I was going to take him uh, the round before, but I thought maybe I could have got him here because he was going to slip. And they're gonna, people are going to hate themselves for this. Yeah, I mean, we'll we'll see what happens. Uh, I'm never pulling for a Raven, but I think that if you want a, <laughs> you, you want a, a good fantasy spot, like that, this guy's definitely worth rostering. Getting up there, he's going to be your wide receiver one as long as he's healthy. Absolutely. So I agree. All right, uh, let's see here. My last buy for the night. And I'm going to stick with the tight end narrative. I guess we're a tight end podcast. That's <laughs> a, I mean, it's like the, the trade addicts guys say that all the time. Um, and for some reason, I find myself thinking about tight ends a lot more than uh, anybody else. Uh, no sort of dark humor there intended. Uh, so TJ Hawkinson. TJ Hawkinson. This is my dude. He's coming off a mediocre year. He was the eighth overall pick. Let's not forget that. All right, Detroit took him. They had every intention of using him, and it showed in week one. Big flash. He had like seven catches, 100-something yards, and a touchdown. Uh, and then he kind of fell off, had a mediocre season. So he missed the last four games of the season, so everyone's forgotten about him. 
a lot like Matt Stafford, he's just kind of forgot about. And nobody's excited for the Detroit offense. Right? They're just not. Mm-hmm. And it's because they were riddled with injuries. Like You can't be excited about a team that doesn't really have their starters. Yeah, and I, and and Hawkinson, I think, gets a lot more love when it comes to a dynasty league. Um, but if you're in a you know a redraft or something, he's an afterthought. I mean, he's a guy that may even go undrafted. Right, you know? and that's that's blows my mind. Mm-hmm. Right, but I'm telling you, he's going to be out there and he's going to be healthy, and he's going to be with a healthy Matt Stafford. So, shoot, I don't know if you're in a league, go maybe somebody's got both these guys stacked on their team, go get them from him. So, get TJ Hawkinson right now. He was the eighth overall draft pick. They picked him for a reason. He is a stud. I mean, the only other tight end there is Jesse James. And I love me some Jesse James. Like, I I think he's a great tight end. He's not a tight end one, though, and TJ Hawkinson is. So, go get him while you can. Midseason, even you get a couple games into the season – I think this is going to be like a, one of those weird seasons where uh, the the back row guys always say, what is it, Talia? Tight end landscape is atrocious. Yeah. Right? It really is. But I think we're going to see like kind of the, the return and rise of tight ends being valuable. And that, that's going to be aside from your big, big names, George Kittle or uh, Travis Kelsey, mm-hmm. right? And there, there's going to be tight ends all over the league that are just going to be killing it. Yeah, tight end and, is is very, very, very. It, it, this is probably deepest I've seen tight end uh, in 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 quite a few years, to be honest with you. Right for having so many to be excited about, like yeah, I think this guy's going to be great. Or I mean, he should, right? And you, you were talking about Hayden Hurst going to Atlanta. Right, we're talking Ian Thomas taking over for Greg Olson. Yeah, Johnu uh, Smith, you know, Johnu Smith, T.J. Hawkinson. Right, you think Eric Ebron just went to Pittsburgh? Now mm-hmm. Pittsburgh can run a two tight end set with Vance McDonald, who is the nastiest stiff arm in the NFL, mm-hmm. and Eric Ebron over there. Come on, like, and the and these guys you can get for next to nothing. Yeah, I mean everyone's going to uh, you know they're going to get their Kittles, their Kelseys, their Zach Ertz, their. Uh, Darren Waller, Evan Ingram, you know, Mark Andrews, they're all going to spend a higher draft pick and they're going to have to, uh, you know, in, in some some people's opinion, they're going to have to reach for those guys. Um, you know, I, I would take the approach, me personally, I'm taking the approach where I am not, I would much rather get that extra running back or that, you know, stud wide receiver or hell, you know, with where, let's say Kittle and, and these guys are going, these top three, top four guys, that's right in the, the, the area where you can take a Patty Mahomes or a Lamar Jackson, um, some of these top quarterbacks. Um, maybe, you, maybe you grab one of those there and wait, wait, wait at tight end because there's so many of them. Hell, we've just run off four of them right there that uh, could put up tight end one numbers for you. So. Yeah, absolutely. Mm-hmm. And, and you get them for, for nearly nothing, especially, you know, TJ Hawkinson and stuff. Listen, you don't have to give up much to get him if you're trying to pick him up in a dynasty league or something. Same thing with John U. Smith. Hayden Hurst, maybe a little bit more because whoever that Hayden Hurst owner is probably is, you know, following the hype on that. But um, Right. Whoever owns Hayden Hurst is probably already a truther. Mm-hmm. So, mm-hmm. I, good I, luck. But, yeah, I'd say go try to get him anyway. Yep, yep. All right, man. So I'm down to my last buy for the for this at least this episode. Right. Um, 
and and I'm st- I have gone wide receiver two in a row, and now I'm going to make it three in a row. All right, and I'm going to go Brandon Cooks. Brandon, I'm following. oh yeah, yeah, Brandon Cooks is a buy, and I'm telling you, you know, I've been saying wait on someone like Hollywood Brown, wait on Jarvis Landry. I mean, when we did our bold prediction episode uh, last week, I mean, we talked about Brandon Cooks, we've talked about Hollywood and Cooks. That's another one of those guys, kind of like Jarvis Landry. Was like, man, this guy seems like he's been in the league for ten years. Yet Brandon Cooks is only twenty six years old. What? He's twenty six. I thought I thought he was easily like twenty seven, twenty eight. Man, I thought he's probably about twenty eight, twenty nine. To be honest with you, dude's twenty six. Um, <laughs> I mean, he's twenty friggin' six years old, and and he is replaced. He is in that offense that's going to throw the ball. Uh, Deshaun Watson throws averages about 36 passes a game. We talked about that before. Mm. Uh, he's number four. He was number four in the league in deep ball attempts. And and and, and like we were saying about, uh, like I was saying about Hollywood and Lamar Jackson, Deshaun Watson is one of the best quarterbacks at extending the plays. He avoids sacks. He's able to extend the plays kind of like Russell Wilson does. And Brandon Cooks is another one of those shifty wide receivers that can break free and and get loose, and we all know that Will Fuller's only going to play about seven games this year at best. And, and so, so you're being optimistic there. Right. Yeah, yeah, you know, it was a, another bold take there. But <laughs> Brandon Cooks is going to play. Hopkins had 150 targets last year. He had 140 or 104 catches for over 1,100 yards and seven touchdowns. Listen, if 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 Brandon Cooks has say. 80 catches at a little over a thousand yards and maybe five touchdowns, you know, that's 200 and almost 220 fantasy points in a PPR league, which is solid. I mean, you're talking almost top, top, you know, top end uh, wide receiver two numbers. Yeah. So uh, at the, at the discount you can get him in drafts. I mean, he is a solid uh, wide receiver two and he's, listen, they got to throw the ball. Like we've said, they got to throw the ball to someone and he's going to be the most consistent wide receiver that they have. Um, he's gonna he he's able he runs great routes. He's got good hands, and, and he's gonna catch a lot of and, and eighty one catches is being a little conservative. Hell, he might. I mean, shit. You know, Nuke had a hundred over a hundred catches last year, hundred and fifty targets. Let's just say that yeah, it's a ton of targets. Yeah, there's I mean, so many targets out there for this team. Yeah, I mean, what if he gets a hundred and thirty targets? You know, he's he's pushing you know, maybe 90 catches and, uh, you know, moves him into back end wide receiver one, you know, in a PPR oh, yeah. league. I, I don't know if I'm going to throw him. I, I, I well, said, if he's, stre- if he's stretching the field, you're looking like you're looking big numbers. Like I, you're seeing a lot of these offenses go high flying offense and trying to get more, more air power under him. And I feel like, you know, you're looking at the possibility of him being like a wide receiver one, like, even middle of the road wide receiver one, he just the opportunities there. Well, yeah, in our bold take episode, um, our bold predictions, I, I said he was going to be a top fifteen. He was going to finish the the year as a top fifteen wide receiver, you know, mm-hmm. in PPR leagues, and and I'm sticking by that because he's going to get a lot of targets. They, they got to throw it to someone there, and they don't have anybody who can stay healthy but him. So um, he's he's just going to catch a lot of passes by default. So go take advantage of that because, like I said, I mean, you can get him at a discount. You can get him at a pretty good deal right now. I couldn't imagine anyone that's a Brandon Cooks owner in your league, um, 
That's not ask, going to move him. Yeah, they're not going to ask yeah. for the for the you know for the sun or anything for him. I think he will out by far. He will outproduce whatever price you pay for him by far. Whether it's a trade or whether if you if you draft him in whatever round it is, he's going to outproduce whatever you've paid for him. So he is a a solid solid get for me, and I would recommend everyone um, right now if you're listening to this. Pause the show, do whatever you got to do. Start sending out some trade offers. Send a text to that guy in the league and say, "Hey, man, what do you want for Hollywood? What would it take to get Hollywood? What would you want for Brandon Cooks?" Uh, get, go after that. See see what they say. It's not going to hurt, and I promise you, it's going to pay off. Promise you. Yeah, yep. Yeah. So is that it? Is that it for our uh, for our uh, buy nows? That's it for the buy nows for this episode. Anyway, we got uh, we got five some... more next week. Yeah, right. Yep. It, it, you know, things make it a little, uh, a little kind of crazy, but mm-hmm. we're gonna do it, and it's gonna be good. Um, so, what about some cells? Who's some? Cells. some who's some guys we need to look at cashing out on right now? I mean, who, we need to cash out. We need to maximize their their value, and let's let's move them now and get top dollar for them before it's too late. You know, what do you what do you got for us? All right, so uh, yeah, uh, sells. I got I got some carry on Johnson mm. as a sell. So he now hear me out. You're gonna have to wait, and you're gonna hear me say this a couple times um, about waiting. All right, and that, that has to do with a lot of these guys got rookies crawling up their butts. Right, so DeAndre Swift got drafted by uh, the Detroit Lions. Now, he's a really good running back. If you haven't been paying attention, DeAndre Swift is, is going to take Carrion's job. I promise. So, I say Carrion's going to be out there week one, week two, and he's going to be doing his thing. And you'll be like, yeah, DeAndre Swift isn't really taking over for him. He will be. But while Carrion Johnson's out there actually doing something and scoring points and getting touchdowns, sell him. Yeah, go get get rid of him. <laughs> Find that sucker in your league and sell him. Yes, absolutely. So, as the season progresses, you're going to see DeAndre Swift coming in more and more, and then at that point, Carryon Johnson is going to die on your roster. And it, that that may be okay if you're the Swift owner, right? But if you're not, then maybe you could uh, sell him to the Swift owner before. You know, DeAndre starts taking over. You may be able to take advantage of that. So go out there. I'd say sell on Johnson because he's going to lose his job. Yeah, I, I 100% agree with that. I think it's going to be a hard sell. Um, I think that is one of those that you may have to wait till week one and maybe Swift's not playing, you know, getting that many touches mm-hmm. as he gets kind of acclimated with everything. And, 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 and Kerryon Johnson is maybe scores a touchdown, maybe puts up, you know, 15, you know, 15 or so points in that game or something then cash out but yeah if if, if we can hold I, I don't think you're going to get much for him right now so i think that the carry johnson owner is going to have to just hope that that happens so that they can cash out maybe after right. week one so especially if someone has an injury or if you want to go ahead and target that deandre swift owner right now if you haven't already then maybe get something for him now because it's going to be hard that's going to be a hard sell so. Right, and I mean, even if it's like, uh, I don't know, are, are you taking a second round pick? If you're this, like, let's say you're the Swift owner, okay. Right, and you're going to say, I want to go acquire Carry On Johnson. 
what are you willing to pay for carry on Johnson right now? Uh, you know, that's right a, now. Well, I will tell you, I, I don't know, not much because I, you know, here, here's my opinion on it. I hate Detroit running backs. I hate that situation sure. there. They, they can't produce a fantasy relevant, uh, running back. So, uh, no matter what kind of picks I have, uh, in a first round, I will probably, uh, most likely the, the guy that I'm targeting the least is DeAndre Swift. I'll let somebody mm-hmm. else take him. I'm not going to, I'm not going to mess with him, but in this scenario, hypothetically speaking, I'm a Swift owner and I'm looking for, you know, KJ is like a, a you know, as a backup, you know, a handcuff. I don't know. Maybe I'd give like a third round pick or something for him, especially maybe like draft day. If, if someone doesn't fall to me, um, in the third round that I had my eye on, um, then maybe I take that third round pick and see if that I can far get... down, huh? Third round. Yeah. I, I'm not giving a second for a carry on Johnson. I, As a Swift owner? No, hell no, man. Because mm. hell that, that, that's, that, that Kirion Johnson owner, and most likely probably end up dropping him, you know. Ah, uh, yeah, I, I, I guess I don't know. That's I'm, I'm super torn about it because I feel like Kirion Johnson is still a good running back. Yeah, but there's nobody out there that's so, that's a Kirion Johnson owner that's gonna say that still has high hopes for him because they just took Swift. Everybody and their their brother knows that it's Swift's job. It's it's only a matter of time. So yeah. the, the writing's on the wall there. They're going to have to probably cut cut loose of this guy or get whatever the hell they can for him, you know. If you're So in, so, so do you wait till week 1 or 2? That's what I'm th- I'm thinking you do. And a lot of that's just because the rookies aren't really getting the opportunity to get with the teams right now. It man, it really, really depends. If if you have, um, depending on how deep the rosters are in on your in the league that we're talking about, um, some guys may have to cut carry on loose um, to make room for some other guys to put on their team. But if you have a deep roster and you've got the room to stash him, um, then yeah, most definitely you got nothing to lose. Hell, after week one or week two, something happens then then you can cut him um but yeah there, there's no real risk unless you don't have unless you got kind of shallow rosters and you just don't have the space to roster him i would probably cut ties with him or at least maybe just try and get something anything for him from the uh you know deandre swift owner you know yeah that, that would be it just depends on roster size in my opinion either either way sell yeah. him oh yeah 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 you get, you get you know move move on from him as soon as you can so. Yeah. Well, I, you know, you know, one of my sell nows is is not not bad like that, but I'm going to go with Julio Jones. Okay. Oh. Mm. Uh, I, yeah. I want to say okay, but I don't. No, I get it. I get it. Listen, this is not one of those like you've guys. You got to get rid of Julio. It's only a matter of time for he falls apart. It's nothing like that. That's not what I'm saying here. But it depends on your team. If you're a contender ignore what I'm saying right now. You know, keep Julio. Um, he's going to ball out again this year. I don't think there's going to be – I don't think he loses any production this year. So that, that's got nothing to do with this. But if you're in a dynasty league and you can start – you got to start thinking a little bit ahead next year. I mean, Julio's always banged up, and some people worry about that. Um, but – I'm not. Yeah, but he's tough as nails. He man. is. He plays through he it a is. lot. He does it every year. He does it every year, and he balls out every year. His value is is fantastic right now. Um, 
anyone would more than love to have them on, you know, have him on their team. Mm-hmm. I'm just saying, if you can get a little younger, now we're talking like dynasty here. We're talking keeper leagues, things like that. If you can trade him to someone that is a contender, if you're not contending, or even if you are contending, um, and you can trade him and get maybe a Tyreek Hill or maybe package him and get like a, a, a God one, or maybe get the first pick or second pick in the draft, get a DK Metcalf, you know, something yeah. like that. Um, you know, one of my babies, one of my bromances, Cooper Cup, um, you know, maybe maybe try and, and make some moves like that. Maybe go after a Kittle. So, I'm not saying give the guy away. Just use him in a deal to get, you know, try to get substantially younger at that wide receiver position and not lose that much production, if any at all. But if you're contending this year, like I said, ignore what I'm saying. You know, go out there and win that championship because that's what this podcast, uh, that's what we're all about is going out there and winning money um, and winning your championship. But if if you think you have a team where you can maybe take a little bit of a hit by moving Julio, I'm telling you right now is the best time to do it. Cash out on him now. You can still get damn good value for him. You can still get great players in return for him. And if you can't trade that wide receiver without getting a wide receiver back because of the way your your team is built, then like I said, go out there and target a Tyreek or or a Chris Godwin or DK Metcalf, something like that. Try to get those guys and and build your team, you know, for next year and the year after that, not lose much production. Right now, understand in in Dynasty though, when you're going out there and you're trying to get younger and you're trying to give somebody Julio Jones, and everyone's super concerned about the age cliff. He's 31. Um, yeah, he'll be 32. Right, which, right but this guy's going to play till he's 35, 36 years old. But everyone's concerned about the age cliff. So if you're going out there and you're trying to get younger, like a, a Godwin or a Cup or somebody like that, you're going to play a Julio Plus. You're going to pay that for, for a younger player. You think you yeah, don't think you don't think a guy in your league right now would not give you Cooper Cup straight up for Julio Jones? No way. You don't not think in, so at all. Not in any of my dynasty leagues. Hmm. Well, okay. Well, that 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 may be the case in some people's leagues, but I think with the thing, you got to kind of everyone that's in their leagues for the most part they know they know the other owners. Yeah, and, that's and, true. That's and, true. And, and, and they know, you know, I know some guy in, in one of my dynasty leagues really values draft picks or this guy really dr- values this or really, you know, all their hot buttons, mm-hmm. you know, all their hot buttons. And I'm going to tell you right now, there's not a single person in your league unless they just hate the Falcons or something. That's not going to say, you know, I don't, I don't want Julio. He's garbage. He's, he's trash. Everyone would it's want Julio. It's not about that though. It's, it's the age. It is. It and is. That, and that you're going to pay Julio plus like Hint. he may outscore Cooper Cup. And, and that's the reason why I'm bringing him up now, um, you know, as far as like, let's let's try and cash out on him at top dollar yeah. right now while we can, because maybe this time next year, you know, he's 32 going on 33. Uh, you know, he's just losing value at that point. I'm telling you, if you can go and get, you know, uh, you probably can't trade him straight up for a Tyreek or a, a Chris Godwin or anything. I, I get that. And you may have to play, pay Julio plus. But I, I really think you could get um, a Cooper Cup, uh, a DK Metcalf back in return. For, you know, maybe like an Amari Cooper or something like that. You know, something where you can just get a few years younger and just keep it going. You know, just... Uh, right, I, w- I would definitely try straight up offer first and then see what happens. Mm-hmm. 
So yeah, so that you know that's one of my my sell nows. But uh, but go get younger. Yeah, uh, there you go. I mean, if you're a contender, like I said, keep him. Go out there and win that championship. You know, put some money in your pocket. But mm-hmm. if you have any, if if you think you have the opportunity to trade him, not take too much of a hit, keep your team very very competitive for a championship. I'm telling you, do it now. So, all right. So I'm gonna I'm gonna stick with the wide receiver theme here, mm-hmm. and uh, I'm gonna say get rid of Tyler Lockett. I knew that was coming. Yep, I knew it's that time was time to get rid of Lockett. And uh, the better DK gets, the more targets he's gonna get over Tyler Lockett. Uh, I I honestly feel like there's a huge offensive explosion coming in Seattle. Like they're just going to start dumping everybody. They're going to keep a couple core people, and that's your Russell Wilson, your DK Metcalf, right? They just got really old at tight end. They picked up Greg Olson. Um, but who else do they really have at wide receiver? Nobody. Like, nobody worth mentioning. Nobody worth trying to put on your fantasy team to start. Maybe like a couple hopefuls in case there's an injury or something. But – they're going to blow that offense up here really soon. And uh, they're going to go get draft weapons next year. And Lockett could get traded. He's not like a, a salary cap hit issue. So, um, I mean, in the sense that he he's going to be a little expensive for them to just try to get rid of. So they're going to have to trade him away to a team. And somebody's, somebody in the NFL is going to want him. And Seattle's going to blow that offense up, try to draft a whole bunch of people because they've been playing with a lot of mediocre players for a long time. Yeah, yeah. Seattle's put their money in a little different than, uh, you know, they, like they don't, they, they don't believe in paying it like for linemen. For like offensive linemen, especially, and I think so you can. Weird. Yeah, I think Russell. you can tell. Yeah, yeah, you, you can tell because he's running for his life. It seems almost every play, but and that's and Tyler Lockett is kind of like that player that we were talking about, Brandon Cooks, Hollywood Brown, some of those guys that you can't contain them very long because they're so you know small and shifty and and they can break away. And with the way Russell Wilson. Um, tends to extend the play, it just helps someone like Tyler lock it out. But I completely agree with you. Um, DK is going to be – he is the number one receiver there. And yeah. and, and, and I'm, I'm not a big advocate for selling – you know, just moving on from Tyler Lockett. But I get what you're saying because it's if you can – I don't know. I don't think he's going to put up any more production than he already has. I think he's peaked as far as his production goes. So it, you know, the 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 theme of this show is to kind of, you know, with this trade them now is cash out now. Yeah, cash out. Yeah, maximize, get the best value you can for these guys. And Tyler Lockett's another. He's a great example of that. And that's why I was kind of saying Julio. They're not must trades. We're not saying, oh God, you know, you gotta you gotta move on before it's too late. But cash out. You know that that's what keeps these dynasty leagues. uh, You know your teams competitive every year. Is you know, don't be scared to move on from a guy. Right. The the most difficult thing is just being stuck on a player, and then they die on your roster, and you got nothing for him, nothing to show. Maybe they didn't pan out in the last year or two the way you expected them to. And I feel like you're going to start seeing a fade in Tyler Lockett. 
sell them now before it, it's the fate happens. Mm-hmm. So when the season starts and he's getting like maybe 20 or 30 less targets than he got last year because DK Metcalf now has a, a larger route tree and he can extend the play by moving down the field more. I just, I feel like Tyler Lockett's only going to suffer. And especially since Greg Olson's there, he's going to command targets if he's healthy. So, yeah, he just doesn't go away. <laughs> right, he just does, he doesn't. No, but no. he's a great tight end. He just hopefully his yeah, feet are okay. Man, man yeah. I was really looking forward to like Jacob Hollister to seeing what he was actually going to be able to do in that yeah, offense. Everybody, and then, yeah. And then this crap it, happens. It's I don't know. Yeah, I don't know. I just have learned just stay the hell away from Seahawks tight ends. Just. Mm-hmm. I don't even know why they shouldn't even be put into any of the systems to be draftable. Yeah. So. Yeah, they're they are they very much are a waste of time there. I, yeah. I, I, I'm not gonna. It. I'd have to be in some kind of a real bad situation, you know, desperate mode to be in having to play <laughs> one of those guys. So you know, and, and so you know, my next sell. We're gonna stay with the tight end theme. And and this tight end, I am, I'm getting the hell away from him. As fa- this is one of those things I'm telling folks to move on, you know, don't wait, uh, don't don't hang on to him. That you don't have to move him now because if you're a contender, blah blah. I'm telling you, move on, get rid of this guy before it's too late. And that guy is Austin Hooper. Yeah, move, yep, yep, yep. get move this guy. I, he still has some value now, or hopefully uh, people haven't picked up on it in, in your leagues out there. But if he still has value in whatever league you own him in, move him immediately. Trade him as soon as you can because he is not going to do jack squat in that Cleveland offense. He won't even be a top 15 tight end by by the, the end of the year. They don't throw the ball to tight ends. They, they, all of their tight ends, they, they threw the ball. All their tight ends had 69 targets the entire season last year. That's across all their tight ends. That's every not one just of them. one tight end. That's every one of yeah, them. Yeah, and don't get me wrong. You know, David Njoku was hurt. So I'm sure that has some kind of a effect on it. Yeah, I'm not dumb here, but they just don't. Baker doesn't throw to the tight end, and the price you're having to pay for Austin Hooper, I'm not touching him in any draft. So I hope that no one's drafted him unless he just fell, fell, fell to you. Um, but if you have him in any kind of a dynasty league, I'm moving him. I'm moving him now. I am trading him. I'm getting guys. If I can get like a Hayden Hurst plus something, if I can move him, and, hey man, give me Hayden Hurst and that second round pick, and you know Austin Hooper's yours, dude. I I would I would break my phone. I would accept that so hard. Um, would you do uh, Hurst for Hooper straight up? Yes. Okay. So yes. N- no pick needed. No. Just... No. Hey, people like Mike Gesicki. You know, here's a Jack Doyle. I would take over. Austin Hooper, you know, is another guy that Dallas Goddard. Yeah. Oh, dude, it's it's too late to go acquire him. Yeah. There's I'm, so much hype around Dallas Goddard. It's it's too late. Yeah, and, and like I said, they don't throw to the tight end in Cleveland, and I don't care if they signed Austin Hooper to this record deal for a tight end or not. Nothing's that's not going to change. Um, yeah, he he's going to catch some passes. He'll have some touchdowns there. But he's not going to put up those numbers that he did in Atlanta. It's seventy what seventy five catches or something there last year. Something, dude. He's not even man. We'd be lucky if he got half that. Yeah, 
And and so yeah, I, sure. I man, I am. Tra- it's not one of those wait things. I'm, if you wait till week one, week two, then you're you're out of luck because mm-hmm. people are going to pick up on that real quick. So this is a guy right now that I am moving on from. Um, I think that his value is going to decline every day goes along because I think this news is going to get out there more and more and more as the season approaches. So right now, if you can cash out on him, I certainly recommend it. This is a guy I'm getting away from as soon as possible. All right. Uh, I'm with you. He's got he's got to go. Unless I'm getting really good value for him late in a draft, um, and I have a, a roster spot available, so uh, no reason to keep him around. I don't think he's going to be worth it. No, no, he's just it, it, he just can't put the if if someone has him and they think that he's going to put up the numbers that he did last year in Atlanta, um, uh, it it would take a miracle to put up those numbers. They would have to change everything up in Cleveland, um, and and. Odell Beckham and Jarvis Landry are going to get theirs. They're going to get all their targets. So nothing's going to change. I mean, Baker would have to throw it a million more times in order that for that to happen. And we can't, can't you know, leave out Kareem Hunt. I mean, they're doing right. everything they can to keep Kareem Hunt involved, and he's the, the, the third down back, if not more. So and, and I have a feeling we'll be talking about him um, at some point, maybe in the next episode. But – um, there's just not enough targets. The guy's not going to put up the numbers. You need to. This is a guy you need to cash out on as soon as humanly possible. Yeah, man. Yep. All right. Well, um, what do you got? I'm finally going to move into running back. Hmm. All right. My let's next. My next one's a running back too. Awesome. Awesome. So, uh, let's see here. Next on the old sell list. We're going to move out to the NFC West again. Um, We're talking about Seattle before. We're going to go down to San Francisco and Raheem Mostert. Time to sell. Wow. Yeah. So he can't get this contract negotiation thing done. Uh, His his cap hits like nothing. It's under a million. Mm -hmm. Like in dead cap. It's nothing. Um. He's 28 years old, right? You so. know, I, I saw that the other day. You know, you know he's older than Jarek McKinnon. You right. know, Jarek McKinnon's been around for like a million years, it seems. He's older than Jarek McKinnon. So, so Raheem Mostert kind of broke out like really late, like really, really late. He's been on a couple teams. Uh, granted, he didn't have the best start in the NFL. He was on, he was on Cleveland. Mm-hmm. Um, He's so played anyway. for half the NFL. Hell, he was a Raven. At, he was a Baltimore Raven at one point. Right. And and then he goes to maybe just a system that fits, I guess. I don't know. But I, I love him. I think he's an awesome running back. Um, I'd say sell Raheem Mostert week one or two when he's out there, gets a couple touchdowns. He's got to go. Tevin Coleman's there. He's going to take passing down uh, work. So PPR, Raheem Mostert isn't like a huge PPR dude. Um, he is going to go out there. He's going to get a lot of rushes uh, and touchdowns. So you're, you're relying on a guy and for, for his touchdown abilities alone. Yeah, I think and, he puts up. Just... I think he puts up points. I think he puts up solid points, but I think people are getting a little too 
ex- just a little excited about him and think he's going to be a top-notch, you know, uh, running back one because of what that offense uh, focuses on. But yeah, you know, Tevin Coleman has lost about three steps. I'm not going to lie about it, but he's still going to be a thorn. He's still going to vulture some touchdowns. He did last and year. And they got they got Jeffrey Wilson too, who was like kind of coming on as well. Mm-hmm. So so they have a fairly deep backfield and are willing to use them. And that is one thing you can say about San Francisco. Like, they're going to use their players. Like, people don't just ride the bench just to ride the bench. They get them in there and figure out where they can best use them, and they've been good at that. So I, I can honestly say that, you know, Raheem Moser's contract issue is why you need to get rid of him. You know, you know who he reminded me of last year, right toward the end of last year. You know, we're, you know when you're in fantasy football mode like we are, um, you, you know, you're always thinking, and, and you know, you get to the end of the season, you start looking at rosters, and you, you start, you know, man, you know, Mostert, man, that guy really, really got a lot of play and put up some points, and you know, what can we expect from him next year? You know, another guy was like yeah. Kenyon, Kenyon Drake and people like that. But when I was seeing Raheem Mostert, you know, who I was thinking of, who it reminded me of. Alex Collins, when Alex Collins played, when he played for the Ravens uh, a few years ago, and and I remember when I was working with Dynasty Happy Hour, I wrote a huge article just, I remember titling the article, How Alex Collins Can Win You a Championship. Yeah. And and I remember when he took over the Baltimore backfield, uh, the second half of that one season, he put, I remember in my article, he averaged more fantasy points than Christian McCaffrey. Oh man, that's that, se- that much. It you know it wasn't by much, but I put out about ten stud running backs that he had outscored that second half of the season, and man, that was one of those that if they stick with him next year, this could be a a, a you know like a Damian Williams was uh, mm-hmm. with Kansas City. I can see that being with Mostert. I think Mostert's going to put up points. He's going to be productive. But I think people are expecting him to be like a, a, a super stud. And that's the reason why you would say maybe cash out on him now, uh, get top dollar for him because he may, he's not, he probably won't. You're saying he probably is not going to perform to the expectations? Right. And, and I, I just think it's because Tevin Coleman is going to catch passes. Mm-hmm. They have, they've established more weapons in that offense now. They're not going to have to be totally dependent on him or even dependent on Tevin Coleman to catch balls. So you're looking at a guy that doesn't have a contract, uh, a team that doesn't necessarily need him. They want him there, but they're, they're in a position where they can plug and play anybody at running back. Yeah, they really and, can. And, and it's kind of unique in that aspect because a lot of teams like they'll get their stud running back or try to, right? And you see every team is just trying to have that stud running back. And then they're like, well, we also kind of want to do running back by committee. And then what happens? You have running backs that you can't really utilize in fantasy football, and that gets really annoying. Um, Where Raheem Mostert, you're probably going to see him being used, but he's not going to be with the team next year. Yeah, his age is – And then he's not going to be able to be traded – Either because no team's going to want to take on a 29-year-old running back who's probably going to wind up being 
a third string back on any other squad. And, and that's what he was. That's how he's been his whole career. He's been yeah. a, a punt returner or a kickoff guy or like that fourth string running back um, that never really got a whole lot of opportunity um, until some injuries happened to Matt Breida and Tevin Coleman and things like that in, in San Fran. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, I, I tend to agree there. You know, his age doesn't – it doesn't help the situation um, – but it's one of those – I completely agree. If you can cash out on him and get a nice haul for him, like if you could get something um, – you know, I, I don't know of any examples now. I could think of a million of them. But if someone's going to give you a, a a package that's for like an RB1, um, you could go out and get like a, you know, a Nick Chubb or a Josh Jacobs. You know, if you can get mm-hmm. – you know, go out there and get some guys like that from Mostert and really sell it on that, man – yeah, rack up, do it, do it. But I think he's productive. But yeah, I don't think I think he underperforms this year uh, to everyone's expectations. So yeah, yeah, I, I completely agree there. All right. So I'm going to stick with running back, and I'm I'm going to piggyback off of what you just said, and I'm going to go with a running back that I think is the same way. He blew up last year, and I think he's going to be productive, but th- I just don't see him being as productive, even maybe nearly as productive as as he was last year, and that guy's Austin Eckler. I think, just like Mostert, I think this guy is someone that you need to cash out on now. Phillip Rivers isn't there, you know, Captain Dump-Off, you know. Well, maybe maybe that's Joe Flacco, but I don't know. Either one of those guys is just Mr. Checkdown, <laughs> you know, Mr. Checkdown there. But I think Austin Eckler, I, I, I see him being pretty productive this year, but he's getting drafted as a back-end RB1, a high-end RB2. Uh, you can't get him outside of the second round right now, and I'm not going anywhere near that in a PPR league. With their quarterback situation, If I don't know if Tyrod Taylor – listen, they're going to try and get him involved, but Tyrod Taylor is not Phillip Rivers, and I don't know if Tyrod's going to be just checking the ball down to Austin Eckler all the time or not like like – like Rivers was. And and if let's say that Justin Herbert takes over midseason or something like that, I don't see I don't see that happening there as well. I see him catching some pay what do he have last year? Like ninety six catches or something? You know? I don't have the stats in front of me, but yeah, like, it was a lot. It was a lot. Yeah, it was like ninety four, ninety six or something like that. I just I don't see that being sustainable. I don't think that he puts up those types of numbers um, again and cash out now while you can and, um, you know, do it. Yeah. He had 92 catches last year for 993 yards, you know, so he caught 92 passes for almost a thousand yards and had eight touchdowns, um, receiving. I I just can't see that being sustainable. There's definitely going to be some regression there. Did you just, did you pull the stats up? What's his, what's his, uh, rushing stats look like (laughs) he had 132 carries for 557 yards he had three rushing touchdowns you know okay so he's for sure a ppr back oh without a doubt now here's i'm gonna disagree with you i i I'd, i'd honestly say austin eckler's a hold i i wouldn't try to go buy him because he's gonna be too expensive to the guy that owns him Mm hmm so and Selling him, I think, is doing yourself a disservice. Um, I, I think that Tyrod Taylor is going to have to 
have a safety blanket and check down. He's going to be checking down, checking down, checking down. Eckler's already proven that he's the guy for that. Uh, I honestly don't see the offense being a whole lot different without Phillip Rivers. You so, don't? Uh, no, I don't. I, I think it's going to be really, really close to the same. In fact, like I'm trying to sell like Keenan Allen right now. Yeah. I'll get out from some of the receivers, but I think that there's some security in the running back there. And uh, Austin Eckler, he's under contract for a couple more years. Um, yeah, they lo- they year, locked next him. Year. Yeah, they locked him up for a few. Yeah. years. and and I'm not saying that that he's not going to be productive. I just can't see him having another 90 catch season for almost a thousand yards and you know eight more touchdowns. I think that that offense is going to be. Um, I, I, the Ty, Tyrod Taylor's never been that good. And I can't see, I, I just, I don't see him being as productive. I think he's going to be productive, but for the price that you have to pay for him in a draft and you're picking him up in like the second round, I'm not doing it. There's other running backs there that I'm taking over him all day. Kenyon Drake, you know, Josh Jacobs, Nick Chubb, those guys I'm taking all day over Austin Eckler. And, and I'm just saying that I think it would be, nice to go ahead and maximize your value there um because listen if they went and got cam newton you know i mean oh, i think man. you know i think the i think the chargers i don't know why the hell they haven't done it yet um because they have the defense they have the wide receivers they have the weapons in the backfield mm-hmm. um they're just the only question mark is that quarterback and if they would go and get cam newton i don't know why in the world they haven't done it it makes all the sense in the world they would be a legit contender, but Tyrod Taylor's not that guy. You know, Ty, I, 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 we've watched Tyrod, you know, play in Buffalo. He was not very good, you know. I mean, I, I'm interested to see how, how it goes with, you know, a whole new coaching aspect to his game and everything. I, I'm torn about Tyrod Taylor. I feel like I haven't had enough of a sample size to really make an educated decision on whether or not he's going to be okay. And okay is like a, maybe a serviceable quarterback in fantasy for a bye week replacement or something. But I I think that like coming, let's come, let's come back around to Eckler. Yeah. And that is that if there's an offensive piece to own there, I think it's Eckler. I, I you know, I agree with you there. So, so I, I, and that's why I'm saying, like, I find it hard to want to sell him. And while the the price is super high and you can get a lot of value for him, like, hmm, what are you really gonna get? Like, who, who are you going out and trying to get? See, Eckler didn't do he he didn't do very much the year before. I mean, he had some catches, but Melvin Gordon was was healthier the year before, though. Yeah, and Melvin Gordon came back last year, and Eckler still produced big time. That's not the thing, but I, I think it had a lot, a ton to do with Philip Rivers and his lack of arm strength and the fact that Philip Rivers was under duress a lot you know those the, that offensive line didn't block anyone and he was running for his life quite a bit and and I think that if if Justin Herbert takes over this team which I really think that he does because I think Tyrod Taylor's going to stink it up and the fans are going to start getting I, I do he's going to I've watched the guy play for years he hasn't he hasn't played he hasn't been a starter in a few years now I mean he's just going to walk in and and start rocking and rolling I doubt it but um, the fact of the matter is that when Herbert does take over, 
Um, Herbert's a big-armed guy. I see Mike, you know, someone like Mike Williams getting a lot more downfield targets. I see, uh, you know, Keenan Allen, you know, getting peppered with targets. But that's what he does. He zips the ball down the field and and those mid-range. I I don't see him throwing the ball, checking down. I, I see them using Eckler as a weapon. I'm not saying that. I just don't think they're going to. I think the reason why he had so many damn catches last year is because Philip Rivers had no choice. He had to dump it off to him so much. I see that being a different scenario moving forward uh, with this team. I think they're going to use him, but I just he's not going to put up those numbers again. And that's the reason why I say if I had him, I would be selling. I would be cashing out on him now. I'm not giving him away. You know, I'm not saying this is one of those things you got to get out from under this guy as soon as you can. But if you can maximize his value and get you, you know, get you, listen, if somebody's wanting to give you Josh Jacobs or, or, or somebody wants to, you know, you could get like a Nick Chubb or something like that for him. Would you do that? I wouldn't do Nick Chubb. You, yeah, that's, that's a little toughy, no but way. I think, I think after Kareem Hunt's gone after this year, I think Nick Chubb becomes that, I think he's going to be a, a, a big time stud. Um, but this year's a little, eh, a little, eh. But you yeah. know, you know, people like you know, like a Josh Jacobs, or or if you can get a Joe Mixon, or or something like that, then you know, I, I would do that all day. I would do Joe Mixon. I don't know if I would do Josh Jacobs. I'm not a Jacobs truther. Now he, he kind of went out there and proved to prove me wrong a little bit, but I I don't. I, I'd rather have Austin Eckler than Josh Jacobs. You would, huh? Yep. Well, I, I sure would. Well, I mean that's you know that, that's that's why we do these shows. I mean we can't agree on on anything, but you know I would I would rather have. You're not going to get like a Dal or a Camara for him. I mean we've got to be realistic, um, and and I probably would rather have uh, Eckler over like a Miles Sanders. But if I could get a Derrick Henry for him, or maybe Aaron Jones, or Josh Jacobs, or Joe Mixon or something, if I could get that. In, in return for if I could get Kenyon Drake for Austin Eckler, I'm doing that all day, all day. Damn, really? All day. Kenyon Drake, he's on this list uh, when on our next episode. But I'm telling you, Kenyon Drake's blowing up this year. We've already talked about it, but I'm doing I'm doing Kenyon. I would do Kenyon Drake all day over over Eckler. And if you could get something else on top of that in a deal, take full advantage of that. But Eckler's going to put up some points, but he's not going to be that stud. Or he's not going to be an RB one this year in PPR leagues. He's going to be an RB two at best, and he's just not going to get the volume that he did. That's that's mm. all I'm saying. He's not going to have ninety four catches, ninety two catches. That's that's what I'm saying. And in order to for him to be that top end or be that RB one, he's going to have to catch ninety balls, and and I just don't see that happening this year. I don't see it happening again. All right. Uh, I think it's going to be close to that this year. Well, that's good. That I love it. I love it. It's something that we can come back and look at. You know what I'm saying? Well, I need to get into, uh, you know, my Google Docs here and start making make, s- make some notes. Yeah, 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 make some notes and go back and revisit those. That'd be fun. Fun, fun, fun. You know, we once we get the make- website, you know, that's what we ought to do. I'm going to create a page on the website. When we get this website up and going. Um, Water vets. Yeah, yeah. We'll just, we'll put that on a page and see, you know, see how it pans out, you know, so we can point and laugh at ourselves and how stupid we were <laughs> for me you know right yeah exactly well all right man so i just went austin eckler on you there what you got for me all right i'm going wide receiver next mm-hmm. and uh 
<sighs> so painful. Sell James Washington. James Washington. Mm, yeah. James Washington. Yeah. Yep. Let's get rid of him. Um, I'd say go out there, sell him. If, if somebody's in the market shopping around for a wide receiver, you notice maybe some trade offers are going out there. Uh, or maybe they're in your group chat or like saying, hey, like, hey, I'm interested in, like, I'm trying to find a wide receiver, you know, sell this guy to that person. So talk up the stats. He had 735 yards on only 44 receptions. So that's quite a bit of yards for yes. only 44 catches. Oh, yeah, it is. Um, so, so talk that up. Be like, look, he's a, he, yards per catch is a monster. Right? Well, it don't matter how many catches he get. He puts up points. Puts yeah. up points. Right, yeah. right. Talk him up. Talk him up. It, right. Ben's healthy. He's going to be out there slinging the ball, throwing James Washington, blah, 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 blah. Sell him. I'm telling you, sell him. And the re- main reason is, is there's a monster there, and his name is Chase Claypool. Okay. I was thinking Deontay Johnson. I was thinking you're on well, that Deontay, Deontay Johnson, Johnson. And Juju, right, they're both healthy. They're going to command a lot of targets. Yep. But you have this guy, Chase Claypool, who's like six foot four, 230 pounds, and runs like, uh, what was his, like a 4-3-40? Like, dude's nasty, and he has a crazy route tree. James Washington does not. So Chase Claypool presents this monster presence on the field. So now you have, like, really, really tall guys out there in Chase Claypool, Eric Ebron, Vance McDonald, right? And Chase Claypool can outrun every single one of them. So what's he going to do? Put James Washington out of a job. Uh, so, yeah, what are you trying to go, get? I go, mean, what do you buy you some? Go buy you some Chase Claypool. Sell James Washington while you can. I mean, what are you trying to get for James Washington? I mean, are you trying to get, you know, a second or third round rookie pick? Yeah, something like that. Yeah. You know, trying right because yeah. then you could pick up like. I picked up Chase Claypool in almost all my rookie drafts in the third round. And to me, Chase Claypool has more value than James Washington. Mm-hmm. And he hasn't even played it down. Well, so, they didn't draft him for nothing. So. Right. And yeah. I, uh, Chase Claypool put up college numbers without having a, a quarterback worth a damn. Oh come on now! Don't don't talk about my Ian book like that. Come on, yeah, come on now. <laughs> you, you know, yeah, yeah. So, and, and and it's true though, right? So now you go out there and you get a quarterback that can throw him the ball, and I, I think that's why where some of the juju talk about him being traded is stemming from as well, because of how good Chase Claypool is. Like, gotcha. Right. I, I, so, if you can sell James Washington right now, do it. I don't know what you can. I don't know what you can get for him. But people it, are buying though. Yeah, I mean, you got you got to sell him on those numbers. You know, whoever yeah. you're trying to offer him to, put up those numbers and it's uh, gotta be. You know, and 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 then the person might come back and say, "Well, then why are you trying to get rid of him?" 
And you got to come back with something else and say, well, you know, I I need that guy on your team for uh, this. I need him, you know, and I can, I've got, I'm good at wide receiver. I can, I can possibly trade a couple of them and and be fine, you know. Right. Look, I'm looking to add some RB depth in the next draft or something. If you're trying to pick up just, just, I mean, you don't got to be truthful with these people, right? You're, you're, you're making the trade because of what you feel or how, you know, you're listening to us right now, and we're telling you to go trade him. But I, I feel like you can go out there and tell the guy, like, why are you trying to get rid of him? Uh, well, you know, like, uh, I'm looking to do something in next year's draft. I kind of want to stack up on some seconds and thirds and try to try to make some hits happen. Yeah. Yeah, you got you, you to gotta play it just right so it doesn't look like mm-hmm. you're trying to, you're trying to get away from the guy. Right. Yeah, exactly, exactly. So, so you... you I don't know if if me and you just are on the same wavelength at times, um, the stars align, but this next one I'm going with, I'm staying in Pittsburgh. Mm, Boy, here we go. Where do you think I'm going with this one? Uh, You know, I've had him on my mind a lot, and it will be James Conner. You are exactly right. Everybody's trying to sell James Conner right now. Yeah, but here's my my thing. I I get it. But this is one of those wait, 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 wait. Don't mm-hmm. trade him now. I'm, listen, if you're listening to this show, don't go trade James Conner now. Hold on to him. Wait for him to blow up week one. Wait for him to have a good week two. And then, boom, strike. Cash out then. And it's going to be hard. See, that's the thing. That's going to be really, really hard. It is. It's, it's so difficult when beca- they're rolling. Yeah, yeah. If, if, if you have this running back and then he blow, you know, he does well week one and week two, who? why in the hell would you want to get rid of that? Right. If, if you're competing, don't do this. Yeah. If, you you, know, if, you, if you're like, hey, look, I got a championship team and James Conner is in my flex. Like, let's be real. If you're a championship team. Yeah. You're you're probably not starting James Conner as you're running back one or two. Yeah, but so. but you know, and and I get that, but I'm telling you, I don't care what situation I'm in. If he if he has a good week one, week two, that's exactly. I'm planting the seed now, people. Listen to me now. Um, <laughs> you don't have to trade him. Don't go and trade him now. You're not going to get as much as you can get, but don't. Don't be fooled by a great week one or a good week two. Hope that that happens so that you can maximize, take advantage of that, and trade him to someone and get something. I don't know what kind of running back you can get. It just depends. He'll get you an Austin Eckler for the hell. I mean, you know, get you something for him because, as my, listen, I'm a Ravens fan, and I don't hate the Steelers. I like James Conner. I like his story. I, I root for him. I want mm-hmm. the best for him. But the bottom line is he has a hard time staying healthy. You know, he missed five games last year. And another thing that really killed me the year before is he missed the fantasy playoffs the year before. Yeah, you that, know, that he killed everybody. Yeah, killed man, me. He, he, he was kicking ass for you all year. And then you make it to the playoffs. And then, you know, you're, you, you know that guy that you struck gold with, you can't even use him now because he's out for, right. for the rest of the playoffs. You know, stuff like that happens. There's players I don't touch because of this. And James Conner, if I'm a James Conner owner, listen, hell, if you're not a James Conner owner and if you, you can get him at a discount right now, go get him cheap, you know, go get him from someone, go get him. 
You know, yeah, I know no, there's been a lot of media hype around him, though. So yeah, you know, him. It, it's tough to going to be it's, it's tough to say I can go get him. for cheap. <laughs> this is a sell. You know, I'm talking about sell this guy now. And then all of a sudden I'm telling you to go buy him. If you well, can go no, get wait, him, go, if you can get him. Yeah. If you can, no, well, I'm just saying if you can go get him at at a discount right now, if you can go get him and not give up a whole lot for him and then wait for week one, week two to roll around where he has a, you know, a couple of damn good games and then flip boom him. yeah damn. flip him then make you some you know make you some profit there um i would do that all day if i could get james uh, james connor from a guy in a league right now for for a little i would and then i don't care i don't care if he has a great week one week two i know he's gonna get hurt I'm, I'm cashing out now, and that's what I'm hoping. I'm hoping he has a great uh, start to the season because, boom, I'm going to strike. I'm going to shop him, and I promise you I'll move him because I don't know. America's team is the Steelers. It's not the Cowboys. It's the Steelers. I agree. And there's a million – I don't – you'd have to – if you're in a league that doesn't have a Steeler fan in it, uh, that's, that's a rare, rare bird right there. Oh yeah. So you've got you go take advantage of this. If you can get him on the cheap now and then go sell him, do it. If you don't, if you already own him, hold on, hold firm and just take advantage of that week one, week two performance and boom, strike and get out while the getting's good, go cash out on him. And, and I don't know who I would target for that, but, you know, some of these guys we were talking about with Austin Eckler, if you can get, you know, a, a Kenyon Drake or if you can get a, a Josh Jacobs or a Nick Chubb or something like that, I'd do that all day. I would give James Conner for any of those guys. All right. Well, and, I mean, that, that seems to be kind of the narrative, uh, too, is to, to wait until, you know, week two-ish. Oh, yeah. my my When they're putting stuff up. Like, there's the caveats on the running backs, and that's – that's wait till they're putting up the numbers and then go sell them for as much as you can. Yeah, my last so. sell, my last sell is is a strong weight, a very right. strong weight. So I'll let you do yours next. My next one is Aaron Jones. Yeah, he's. Uh, you're gonna have to wait on him too. So if you can go get him for real cheap right now, because everyone's real big on AJ Dillon, there's a lot of hype on AJ Dillon. Maybe like, hey, you know what? Let me go see what I can get Aaron Jones for. And similar situation is what we just talked about with James Conner. You pick him up. You get him for kind of on the low. Aaron Jones goes out there after week one and two, puts up a bunch of numbers. Why? Because he's the only person on the team besides Devontae Adams that Aaron Rodgers is going to trust. Uh, So Aaron Jones is going to go out there. Week two, boom, sell him. Because eventually, A.J. Dillon is going to take over. A.J. Dillon is like Derrick Henry's size. And he's just as fast as Derrick Henry. So he's huge, and he's fast. And his three years in college put up over 4,300 yards in three years. Like, dude's a wrecking machine. Mm -hmm. So he's going to take the job. It's not going to be right away because of how that offense and Aaron Rodgers operates. So sell Aaron Jones because he is not going to be worth anything come like week four or five when things start really shifting over and you see A.J. Dillon taking snaps from him. Yeah, I would have had, uh, you know, 
I really thought when I was putting together my list, Aaron Jones, because he had 19 touchdowns last year. He had 16 rushing and yeah. three and three receiving touchdowns. There's there has you can't count on that again this year. There has to be some regression there. And for that reason and that reason only, if you can cash out on those 19 touchdowns right now, you know, maximize your profit there on that one and and get you uh, another stud running back in return uh, plus some picks or something, then I'm doing it. And that has nothing to do with A.J. Dillon. But with A.J. Dillon being there, uh, you know, he's go- he's replacing essentially uh, – who's that other running back they had that was the big pain in the butt with Aaron Jones? Uh, golly, why am I drawing a blank all of a sudden? That oh, other, that, that um, other running back they had with Aaron Jones, golly, you know. Oh, yeah, God. hold on. Uh, Let's see here. It was – Jamal Williams. Yes, Jamal. Gosh, I don't know why I was drawing a blank there. Yeah, uh, they just have a weird running back room right now. They do. They got Aaron Jones, AJ Dillon, Jamal Williams there. Dexter Williams is there. Um, for some reason, Demaria Crockett. Yeah, and and, and like right. like you were saying with him, I I certainly would cash out because I see him being like what I see with Austin Eckler. I think he's going to be productive. He's going to put up some fantasy points, but he's not yeah. going to put up the points that he put up last year. That dude almost scored 20 touchdowns. How You can't right. count on that. I mean, if he puts up 10, 11, 12 this year, that, that's, that's, that's solid, but he could still do that and be a, a you know, an RB2. Right, so. and and it's it's time to sell while he's high. Mm-hmm. So mm-hmm. it like, hey, look, this guy did all this stuff, and Aaron Rodgers trusts him. So use that narrative to your advantage. Yeah. Uh, but it's only gonna be a matter of time before AJ Dillon's in there just running people over again. So. Yeah, I you yeah. know just yeah I hate to trade him. I I don't I don't know if I can really trade Aaron Jones, but I guess if you if you gave me this and this, I'd probably do that. Yeah. You know, I mean, yeah, yeah. that's, that's Play it. yep, yep. So, all right, all right, I, I get it. And like I said, I don't know what in the hell's going on between you now. We're on the same wavelength, and you I just, know, man, you were talking about AJ Dillon. So I'm moving on to my my last player of the night to sell, and okay. that is AJ Green. Okay. Uh, uh. Yeah. yeah. Can't get Jack squat for him right now. So. That's not something you're trying to do, but what we're what we got to do here is we've got to wait. Got he's you know he's going to start the year. They're going to throw him the ball. He's going to ball out. But gosh, can he stay healthy? And the answer is probably no. So that's another one. It's it's an obvious one, and you can't get anything for him right now. So you're going to have to hold him, and you're going to have to wait for him to ball out, kind of James Conner style, and and then just maximize profit. Move him then because I don't care who you are. Anybody that's an A.J. Green owner right now, unless they're just a diehard Bengal fan, they would kill to be able to get something for A.J. Green right now. Absolutely. So hold on to him. Better days are coming. And and he's going to produce week one, week two, and then get the hell out of it. Move on. Mm-hmm. Trade him. Get you see if you can get a, a first next year. Get you a first round pick next year or something. I don't for think him. that's going to happen unless you wait, wait, wait to trade AJ Green. Like he's got to make it at least halfway through the season before he's worth anything near that. 
man, I'm shopping him week two. If I get week one, you know, if he balls out, if he has a pretty solid game, I'd say, hey, man, A.J. Green's finally healthy. He's back. Um, and, and I'm working on a deal to try and move him to maybe upgrade my wide receiver position. Um, and maybe, you know, try to, you know, move him to get like a Tyree kill or, a, or, you know, a Chris Godwin or, you know, something like that. Like, you know, kind of what I was talking about with Julio. Um, mm-hmm. you know, strange enough that they were both in that, that same draft class together. You know, it's kind of funny. Um, but yeah, that's what I'm probably doing is, is waiting for him to ball out those first couple of weeks. Um, play, you know, taking full advantage of that, playing off of that, shop him around the league, um, and seeing what I can get for him because it's only a matter of time before he gets hurt. I mean, the guy, he hasn't finished a season in, in three years, you know, well, two technically, but, uh, He's, you know, he's missed championship games and years before. Uh, he just can't be counted on. So you, if, if you can get anything for him, you're going to have to wait for him to put up some fantasy points and then get out while the getting's good. Get Take what you can for him and be happy. Yeah, I, I agree. This is uh, another case of that. Uh, I don't want players dying on my team. Mm-mm. And it if I can go out there and get at least something for AJ green, unless if I'm not competing for the championship, he's got to go. Oh yeah. Yeah. So, absolutely. For sure. Like that, that's, that's a huge sell. If, if you're not competing, just get rid of him, get what you can get and accept that that's what you're getting. So if man, you is... try to get younger in the process. Like maybe like, Take a take a take a flyer on a rookie out there or something, you know, like I I, I don't know. Try hey, Jalen Rager, try and get Rager, try and get T Higgins. Uh, yeah, you know something like that. Uh, gosh, uh, Justin Jefferson, man, you yeah. know you're probably not going to get a CD. You're not getting CD Lamb or Jerry Judy or anything like that. But maybe if you can get a Denzel Mims or get something like that for him, you, you know, know, there's a good chance you could get them if they're struggling in the first couple weeks of the season. Absolutely. Listen. So, it, it, if if someone offered you that right now for AJ Green, you take it in a heartbeat, most likely. Oh, yeah. Oh, so yeah. so I don't care if AJ Green puts up a, you know some good points week one, week two. If you can get it then, that's what we're talking. That's that's what mm-hmm. we're recommending to do. Wait and then take full advantage of him once he puts up some points before he gets hurt again. Absolutely. So, so we got any more? Do we have any more? Is that it? I think that's it. That is it. All right. Covered, yeah. Woo woo. Yeah, 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 good stuff there. You know, I hope uh, I hope this helps some folks out there. And guys, we're not through. Um, that's just it for this episode. Um, but we'll be back uh, probably in a few days uh, to finish up. We've got five more of each. And uh, I promise you that episode you're not going to want to miss because we've got some tasty ones um, mm. and stuff that's really, really going to help uh, your fantasy team, your fantasy league, and uh, help win some money for you. Um, that's what we're here for. So um, um, we do appreciate all the support out there, by the way. Um, getting a lot of subscriptions on Apple and Spotify and, and things like that. We're on iHeartRadio now, which is, yeah. which is cool. Um, that's good stuff there. So, um, you know, other, hey, are, are we, are we on iHeart as the PPR podcast? We, we are right now. As, okay. Yep. I wonder if they'll let us change the name. Ah, uh, we will see. We will yeah. see. But yeah, right everybody, now it says that everybody yep. don't forget we're rebranding. Mm-hmm. Uh, we're doing this whole dynasty pros fantasy show. So that's what you heard in the intro and that's what we're going with. And, uh, I, I personally love it. I'm pumped. I'm super excited to get out there for everybody. I'm having a good time. 
Yeah, it's good stuff, and you know that's what we're here for. We're, we're fantasy football junkies. We love it. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, fantasy football never stops for us. Um, the off season is a lot of the time the funnest part, and um, you know, building your teams, you know, putting together everything to to, to put you in the best position to win, uh, put some money in your pocket. So yeah, we're rebranding. We've got a website coming out. Um, uh, we're really really excited. We're getting a lot of support. And uh, we are uh, we're expanding out there quite a bit. So uh, we do appreciate everyone for listening, for all the support out there. Make sure you recommend us to your friends. Uh, you know, hit subscribe, leave us a review. Uh, it just makes things better on us, and we do appreciate that. But uh, um, other than that, um, my name's Bob Miller. Where are you at on Twitter? Um, I'm at the underscore Bob underscore Miller. And uh, you can follow you where at? I am at Dynasty Pros Rob. There you go. So, yep. Kept it simple. Easy to find me. So hit us up on Twitter. Ask us questions. We'll throw them in here. Um, it'd be cool to do a, a little segment for each episode if we can. If we have questions, do a little Q&A sort of thing. So you got some questions for us, we can answer them. And then uh, give you a shout out to get you, get you some people uh trying to find you on Twitter, maybe talking to you about whatever question you had to offer you some advice as well. Absolutely. So that's good stuff. Well, um, other than that, we appreciate you listening to the show. And uh, my name's Bob, and and you're Rob. I am, all day. All right. And everyone, please, please, please stay safe out there.